It's episode 115 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in a Zoom meeting with the owner of Oak and Vintage, Amanda Rodriguez. Hello, Amanda. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so giggly right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's that first date jitters we were talking about. Hey, well, how was your day today? It was good. Um, I had the day off, but it wasn't really a day off. Um, I babysit my nephew on my days off from the antique shop. So he's barely one year old. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's, a, he's about to be one in one month. And he is, he's quite a handful. <laughs> Yeah, I have a three-year-old, and I can attest that it just gets progressively more handfuls. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm we have I have a niece, and girls are definitely different than boys for sure. Like they say that, but you don't really know that until you're in it, you know. For sure, no, there is so much <laughs> truth to that because um, yeah. mine. You know, he'll be climbing on, it doesn't matter what it is. He has to climb it and jump off of it. Everything. Yes. And people will be yes. like, girls don't do that. They just kind of like hang out. Every now and then you'll hear about someone with a little girl saying they do that. But for the most part, it's not the way it is with boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. So speaking of birthdays coming up, I know yours just passed. So happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. For sure. Virgo queen. I'm also an earth sign, so I have mad really? respect. Oh yes, I, I'm a Capricorn. Oh, my God, I love that. I, I'm, like, I'm very into astrology, but I'm trying, like, I, I, it's very, like, lighthearted now mm -hmm. as I get older. But, yeah, my family, my mom's a Virgo. My grandma's a Virgo. Really? The ladies yeah. in your family? Yes, on my mom's side. And then, um... I have like two uncles and one aunt on my mom's side, also Virgo. And then my nephew who I was babysitting today is also Virgo. Oh my just... goodness. Yeah. Family of Virgos. Y'all get stuff done. I, uh, some of the most impressive people I've ever <laughs> met are Virgos. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, um, organized chaos. Y'all keep it together, but the the memes I see about y'all are some of my favorites, though, because of course yeah. I think all of us follow the same like astrology meme pages. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh, that's they're, fantastic. They're, I love I love like reposting those. Yeah, yeah, they're so much fun and accurate at times. And then also, yeah. you just celebrated your one year anniversary for Oak and Vintage, right? I did. I did. That was honestly like such a a milestone for me. That was insane I couldn't I was trying to prepare for it more like have more of a thing like a giveaway and all of that and I had planned like it, it was in the back of my mind for something to happen but when that day came it just like like it just like came up all of a sudden for some reason it was so crazy like I can't believe it's been one year Congratulations. That's huge, you know, to be running your own business and doing your own thing. Um, Thank you. Yeah, over the co course of a year, like you said, it just flew by. And also, don't be hard on yourself for forgetting to do something a little bit extra because this year has been trying for a lot of people. It, it has been. I feel like the days are just, like, like zooming by. And so I think that's, like, what happened. Like, it, it was always in the back of my mind, like, oh, like, like, I would, like, tell my friends and my loved ones, like, oh, like, I can't believe it's going to be a year. It's going to be a year. And then when it finally came up, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, where does, where does the time go? Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> on the one hand, I people can't help thinking, man, 2020 is still going on. Like, when will this year end? And then at the yeah. same time, it's like, in two days, it's October. So. I know. I know. I feel like <sighs> September just flew. Like, I don't even know where that month went. No. It, it flew by so fast. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So, to, okay, tell me. So, first of all, I didn't realize, and this is so clever, that oak stands for one of a kind. It does. It does. Um, I, I really wanted a name that just kind of represented. I, I went through multiple names prior to picking oak and vintage but I really wanted something that I could grow with I can change with 
I can like explore my different like creative avenues with and not only have it be very like niched you know Mm -hmm. um so like I'm a very creative person I like to make things and I I dive into so many different things as as we were talking about earlier and so I I wanted something that would be an umbrella for all of that so that's why I picked one of a kind it's brilliant because first of all I just think I just thought it was a beautiful name right when I started to you know uh, lean into what it is that your business provided mm-hmm. and then you made a post and put one of a kind and then in parentheses oak and I was like I, I love that I love the cleverness of it I love how it perfectly represents what it is you're doing and um, just well thought thought out and just simple and perfect. I mean, and I feel the same way about your Instagram feed for the for Oak and Vintage because it's just I mean, even your personal feed, um, it just has a, a very specific aesthetic. And it's like you aren't trying like that's just who you are. Yeah, you can just you can just tell like it, it, not very many people have that natural. This is just who I am. And I'm just being representative who I am through a really creative way but you're executing that in the perfect way. And so absolutely, thank you for for putting it out there. And so what was your first, I guess, is is it thrifted piece? Or what was the first piece that you bought and realized I have have a knack at this? Like I'm good at this. I think I could turn this into a business. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. I started thrifting in high school. I don't really have that traditional story where my mom drugged me, dragged me into antique shops or estate sales or garage sales or thrift shops. Um, I don't really have that background. Um, but it wasn't until I was in high school when um, I've always loved fashion and style and all pop culture and vintage, even before I knew what was vintage. So mm-hmm. I think high school, you know, you have a little more freedom of like what you wear, where you go, what you do. And so I don't really remember what my first piece was, but I know I started my first time thrifting was in high school and I just loved, like, I don't know, I just loved it so much because it's just, you find so many different unique pieces that you wouldn't find in say the mall or any kind of like chain type stores like that so I think I was able since I did already have like an established love for fashion and style that was like my way of expressing myself even further absolutely so (laughs) did you go to high school in Corpus I did I did I did I went to I went to King and then I went to Richard Milburn Academy I went to alternative school for a little bit hey right on no I, I went to King also Go go Mustangs. Uh, So, and especially in Corpus. So I love that you you pointed out, you know, you like to go thrifting because you're more likely to find something original and one of a kind as opposed to the mall or chain, which is all Corpus had like forever until like very recently, like maybe the past six years, five to six years. Yeah. So I couldn't agree with you more because I... My, I'm embarrassed to even admit this, but my mom was like all about thrifting. And I would just be kind of be like, what? That's secondhand, really? Uh," Like just kind of snobby about the whole thing. (laughs) And I mean, as a kid, right? And now as I've gotten older, I'm like, man, my mom like really knew what she was doing and really knew what she was looking for. And would you say that picking stylish pieces or like being able to put together outfits has always come naturally to you? Um, I, I believe so. Um, so when I was very, very young in elementary school or even younger, um, I would just kind of rummage through my mom's clothes or rummage through my grandmother's, my grandmother's like scarves. And I would make like a top or I'd make like little things like, like create something else, um, with those pieces, like that it wasn't really originally for, um, I would get like little boxes and like 
I don't know, like hook a rope to it and like make a purse or something out of it. Just like very, yeah, I don't know. I was just very like creative with the things that I was given. Um, I like just like little things like that. And I was very into um, like 17 magazine. Oh, yes, absolutely. The channel, the red carpets, all of that. And just like really like delving into those like avenues in a very young age and just kind of like unknowingly studying fashion and designers and things like that. So yeah, it just kind of like, I don't know, I guess I was just very interested in everything in that realm at a very young age. Yeah, it's it's extremely apparent in how you market what the pieces that you have and what I love is that as you watch the progression of your IG feed it starts off with your just um and I'm not just but you have the pieces there and so you're taking a picture of them you know great pictures right and then as it progresses you start modeling the pieces which to me takes it to the (laughs) next 10 levels I mean it's so good because it's like when I see a shirt right just like this oversized vintage shirt I'm like that's a cool shirt like cool right but then I see how you style it and I'm like I need that shirt like I don't know how many times I I went to see and it's like of course it's sold because you marketed it and styled it so perfectly and so what what made you decide to start stepping in front of the camera and really giving your pieces life because I feel like you you did and we're going to talk about the fact that you like to spend time behind the camera later yes um yeah, I, I'm very camera shy. I don't like to be in front of the camera at all. I, <laughs> no, I can't about. believe you're saying that because you lo- are so, so good in front of it. The camera loves yeah. you. Oh, thank you. Yes. I, I feel like this, this vintage shop is very much like my alter ego in a way because... I love that. I feel like it's like like my my Sasha Fierce of like <laughs> but not like at that level I don't want to compare myself to that level but oh please do I, it I I feel like it in order for me I felt like I did have so I was trying for a while to not be in front of the camera so that's why you see kind of like the progression I think like in a few photos like my head's cut off you know the <laughs> it's like um mostly focusing on like the garment, you know, and Mm -hmm. then you kind of like see me like appear a few times. And then like, I I just knew that I had to wear the pieces because for me, I'm very much a visual person. Yes. And to see those pieces on somebody, I feel like the customer or the consumer like will get it better if it's on somebody, if it's laid draped on somebody um versus like flat um behind a sheet or on even on a mannequin a mannequin is fine but I feel like having like a live person like in movement or doing something in the garment kind of just really wears better in showcasing you're a thousand percent right and I'm the I can attest to it um (laughs) Because, again, it's like there's a piece that I probably wouldn't look twice at on a rack. And then I see it and how you style it in a picture. And I'm like, that. Like, that. I, I want that, you know? And you you manage to, to execute that so effortlessly. I'm just, you can't teach that. that that's a superpower to me. Um, I, I hope you realize. So, um, when did you decide that you wanted to turn this into a full-fledged business? Oh, man. Um, so I was doing I, – I kind of had it in the back of my mind that I would want to sell, but I never I, – I just didn't have the confidence to do it. And so one day um, I was needing some extra money, and I did a closet sale on Instagram – I mean, this was like all my own personal like clothing. Some of it was thrifted, um, things that I had thrifted, things that were from the chain stores or whatever. And I took photos of it 
um, I think it was like a week before Christmas or a week after, and it kind of like didn't do well. I didn't get any buyers or anything like that because I think it was just so close to Christmas. People were just focusing on their right. getting gifts or whatever. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try this again in January. And so I tried it again in January. And what year was and, this? Um, oh, my goodness. This was... Um, this was probably the same year I started selling vintage at Renaissance. So this was, well, it was 20, maybe 2018, mm -hmm. January, 2018 was when I started again, I believe Okay. Uh, with the closet sale. And I would just do like a story, like take photos um, of what, what I had. And that the second time I did it in January, it went really, really well. And then one day, I went thrifting and I was looking at pieces and I'm like, oh man, I wish I like this fit me. I wish this was my size. I love, I love this piece and that piece or whatever. Um, but it just wouldn't work out for me, but it reminds me of this person. It reminds mm -hmm. me of this girl that I follow on Instagram or like the, what this person would talk about on YouTube or whatever. And so I was like, let me just like pick it up and see like I'll save it for a rainy day or something sell it to another resale shop or sell it to over Instagram and so I did another closet sale and I just kept doing closet sales and more like that and uh more closet sales like that and it was just starting to do so well and my friend she actually had two spaces at the antique shop and she was about to give up one of her spaces upstairs, um, which was my very first space that I had. Mm -hmm. And she, I was telling her about my closet sales and all of that. And she was like, oh, you should take over my, my space that I'm about to give up. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like kind of just like not confident. sure I didn't want to like commit to something and then it kind of fell through and um something like that and um she was like oh I'll talk to the owner and let her know that you're interested in it that's right a good out. friend those are the best friends the ones that and, like yeah I've known her since high school <laughs> and then we re we like rekindled our friendship when we both worked at a renaissance together so I've known her for a very long time she's very supportive mm -hmm. and so um so yeah, and so my boss came up to me and talked to me and she said, yes, I hear that you're interested. Um, and so she's like, it's there if you want it. And so I was just like, okay, let's just take a leap of faith and let's do it. And so she's like, okay, you'll have it. Um, this was, I believe, in June of 2018. And then... Wow. Um, yeah. So um, June of 2018, and she's like, I'll... It, it will be available for you in August. And so I was there collecting and thrifting and things like that. And it was a very small space. Um, but when I put all the stuff that I collected and thrifted, I felt like I had so much. But when I actually put it in there, it wasn't a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> in reality, um, which is what all the vendors say. Like when they first start out, they're like, yeah, I felt the same way when I was first starting out I felt like I had a ton of stuff and so yeah I had this very small space and yeah it, the rest is kind of history yeah so <laughs> so we can find your pieces I mean of course online but at Renaissance Antiques yes yes is that a two-story yes it's a two-story building it's off of Alameda and Roberts um, in the antique row shopping center. Excellent. And what, which story is your, uh, is Oak and vintage located? It's on the second story. That's yeah. so cool. I mean, did it just feel amazing when you moved in and were like, this is where I'm going to set up my wares? Yes, it was, it was pretty wild. I, I wasn't Oak and vintage yet. Um, it was still something I was like, I was just going to like sell because no one there really, has like a Facebook or, you know, like a, right. Like a face to their, or like a business name to their, their spot. It's just kind of like an open type thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
yeah um it was it was wild I, I was so excited whenever I was there and just like had so much fun like putting everything together because it's so real at that point right I mean you know you have yeah. this idea in your head and what I think is so neat is that the opportunity kind of fell in your lap which is how a lot of these things happen. Those are some of my favorite stories. And then, yeah. like you say, you you accept this opportunity being presented and then the rest is history, right? Like those are, yeah. that's amazing as you decided to take this chance, even when you weren't entirely sure. I, I think that's important yeah. to emphasize. You weren't entirely sure how, how it was gonna be and, and said anyway that you were gonna do it. And I think yeah. that is so courageous and so Sasha Fierce. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my I had to throw that in. She is also a Virgo, Amanda. Just, just so you know. Yes, that's why I kind of mentioned her. <laughs> so in 2019, or was it 2019? I think it was early 2019. You said that your New Year's resolution before, I guess in 2018, was that you wanted to be in a pop-up in 2019. That was like a goal. Yes. And oh then goodness. you were. <laughs> yes. Tell I me. Was. Tell me about your first pop up. Um, I, I wasn't Oak and Vintage yet. I didn't have a name to uh, my business yet. Um, yeah, that it was funny because like everything that happened with this business just literally fell into my lap. Like I manifested it. And then yes. shortly, like shortly after it would come to me. It's insane. Um, yeah, so one of my, one of the vendors there, um, Cindy Signs, mm -hmm. uh, she also goes under the name of Them Bones Pop-Up. Yes. Yes, so she, she really wanted to put a pop-up together that year in the beginning of the year. It was one of her goals, actually, to do something like that, to put something like that together. And so... Um, she, she had invited me and a few other vendors in the shop. Um, everyone was invited in the shop. That's so and, cool. Um, some other of her own personal friends that she, and she had it. Moonlight, uh, Woven was there. Um, one of the tattoo artists from Axis was there selling, um, some of his art and, um, and she was there, and then um, a few of the vendors from Renaissance was there. And that was, it was so cold. Oh, my gosh. It was freezing. It wow. was February. Um, it was in the middle of February, and it was so cold. But we, like, I think there's other pop-ups going on that day, and they ended up canceling because of the weather. But we, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were just like, we're going to do it. So I love yeah, it. And it was very, very cold. And my friend, she brought me like her Uggs, and another friend brought me gloves because we were not prepared for it for that day. But I love that y'all stuck with it anyway. You're like, no, we planned yeah. this. We're here. We're doing this. <laughs> we were like the most dedicated bunch ever, um, which was amazing. And so, yeah, I was a part of my first pop-up, which was insane. And I even told her that too. It was literally um, a few weeks before when I had spoken that aloud, um, saying that I wanted to be in a pop-up in 2019, so. You made it happen. And I love that you acknowledged <laughs> your manifesting powers because you did, that's exactly what yeah. you did. And like you said, it happened quickly because you were so in tune with your dream and what you wanted. Yeah. And you created these opportunities for yourself. That's that's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty insane. Yeah, I mean that it thrills me whenever people recognize their power in creating what it is that they want. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, I'm I'm insanely proud of you for doing that and and being where you are right now. And so earlier you mentioned that you had always kind of been into vintage at a young age, even though you didn't quite know what vintage was. And so it's a word that's thrown around a lot. So what does it mean when, for something to be vintage? Um, I believe vintage is 10 years. Okay. I believe, but for me personally, um, I, I don't know. I just like, I love everything. Like when I was growing up, um, I was listening to, you know, the Beatles and Elvis and things like that. And I was watching Nick at night. 
Oh, uh, wow. That's very yeah, throwback. I loved Nick at Night so much. Mm-hmm. It was like my favorite thing. And I Love Lucy was like the end all be all for me. It was it was like my favorite show ever. And I loved her so much. And I think that's where I kind of get a lot of my like style like she's one of my style icons really audrey hepburn um but lucille ball she really really like yeah yeah she she was like i i think i read a biography about her when i was like in elementary school um and i think i did like a book report about her um yeah she was one of my favorites i loved how she like was the main character for her own show. She was like for feminine, sure. but she was funny. For sure. I loved like just everything about her was like everything to me. <laughs> and I even had like a, a Mattel doll of her, like with the iconic scene of like her eating the chocolates. That is the, the chocolate. iconic scene for sure. That was my favorite. And my mom, uh, my parents got me that one year for Christmas or something like that. So that was so, but that is so unexpected and just yeah. makes me love you that much more that Lucille ball. <laughs> well, first, I mean, of course she, she is an icon, right. That you really don't hear too, too much about, um, yeah. you know, Marilyn Monroe and Audrey Hepburn are definitely like the classics. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and rightfully so, but to hear, uh, Oh wait, I think, kinda, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, can you hear me? Sorry. Did I freeze? Yes. Oh, I think the mute, the, the voice, audio cut out oh no i will fortunately that didn't happen on my end but it does happen sometimes and that's the okay. thing with digital interviews it's so okay. uh, unexpected um yeah. but i might freeze on your end so if i do just let me know like you did okay. but um yeah lucille ball being a, a a style icon for you i think is a really that that is that's interesting and very very unique and I, I like I said that 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 really surprised me, but in a good way. That's really cool. <laughs> and so, wh- how would you describe your style overall? Oh my goodness, I don't know. I feel like, oh man, I feel like there's very there's very much a minimalisticness about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like there's some like 1960s vibes i feel like there's a little bit of like like a late 1960s i feel like there's sometimes like a 90s ish vibe um or even like a victorian type vibe it's it's not like those true you know styles but i feel like it's very influenced Mm -hmm. by those styles I would definitely agree with all of those, but it's like you somehow <laughs> manage to make it look modern and not dated, even when you're using older, you know, uh, pieces of clothing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you still are able to to stay true to the vibe of it and make it modern and really beautiful. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm like, this girl is wearing this like oversized cardigan and looks so chic in a cotton field or whatever. It's thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, like there's just some women who just have it, not just women, but you know, from another woman, there's just some women who just have it and you have it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. My cheeks are so red. (laughs) Well, I can't see you because your camera's not on. So don't even worry. So do you think that you incorporate your own personal style into the pieces that you pick up and put as a part of Oak and Vintage's shop? I do. I also feel like having this shop influence my style. Ooh. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's very, very weird. I feel like, like it's kind of like a, we compliment. Like, I feel like I treat Oak and Vintage like it's its own person, basically. <laughs> but... That's um, so cool. But like you said, it's like your alter ego. Yes. Yes, very much so in more ways than one. But, um, I, yeah, I feel like it's a little bit of my style and then it's a little bit of style that's influenced just by people or things that I see even just being out and about um, in just daily life. Like, I feel like it's just a collective influence um, of just a lot of things. But there is very much my minimalistic 
style in that, I guess. Right. And I think, yeah, that's that, that, because that's like the tone, I feel. The tone can be minim- minimalist, but it serves the piece because that lets the pieces speak for themselves kind of thing. Yes. And so yes. another thing that I think is so cool about your shop is it's not just clothes. It's not just jewelry. It's not just home goods. I mean, it's so many things. It's accessories, shoes. I mean, for I mean, anything. There's this one picture that stood out to me that you posted, and it was for an orange juice carafe. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, kitchenware, like everything. And so how did you have an idea in mind of what you wanted it to be at first and it evolved? Or did you know that you wanted to incorporate a little bit of everything? Um, I think I was just kind of in a position where I kind of had to include a little bit of everything. Um, because at the shop, I don't think I could be, well, not saying that I couldn't be, but I don't think... Um, my space would fill interest if it was just clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think all all of the vendors there, they, they do have a little bit of everything in their area. And so I think that was something that I just, I don't know, I just felt like I, like I, it was necessary to include those items. And it also, um, those items that I do include, it's not like, because I kind of have to include them. It's not that I don't love what I'm including either. Like the pieces that I include in my shop, I love them. You know, I wouldn't pick it up if I didn't type of thing. I believe that. And you can tell by how you photograph it and how you incorporate it into, you know, your feed and and how you present it to your followers. It's obvious that you think the world of of whatever it is you're, you're putting out there. (laughs) I very much romanticize (laughs) everything. That is very much my personality. Same. Yes. (laughs) I relate to that so much, but again, (laughs) it's absolutely portrayed in your photographs. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. So I'm going to go on a tangent because I think this is so cool. And you have an additional account called at the girl with the film camera on Instagram. Yes. And there's some gorgeous photos on there. And uh, tell me about when your love of photography began. Oh, man. Um, so I so in 2015, I, I started working at Renaissance, but. Um, a few months later, I started working at Coffee Waves. Um, and so I was there, I was, a, I started in October. And then I think I had like a few months, like a mandatory training, um, about three months or so. So around Thanksgiving, like right before Thanksgiving, um, I get called into the back. And anytime I get called to the back or like anything, like I need to talk to you, like, I'm just like, circling like what's what did I do wrong type of situation same (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and so so they're having a marketing meeting at um in the back um they usually have them on Fridays or whatever days they had them at that time and um they're like yeah we we want to ask you to be a part of our marketing team and I was like just out of nowhere "Um, yeah, just wow. Where like I have no, I'm I wasn't in college. Um, I don't have any like photography skills. Like I mean, like back in the day, I guess like I'm using air quotes right now. Like I had aesthetic, you know, like a, a 2015 aesthetic going on. It's um, legit. It's a legit aesthetic. <laughs> um, with the Instagram filters and everything, um, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I was just like, okay. And so I started, I was, yeah. There, and anyway, sorry, I'm like tripping over my words, but, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I talk too fast sometimes and I trip over my words. I can but, get um, that way for sure. Or just forget the word completely. Yeah. Um, so I started working with them and they're, they're, they were like, yeah, we were waiting for you to get out of training because we couldn't ask you while you're in training. So, um, yeah, I started working for them and the owner, I became very close with the owner and she, 
um, does photography with Lillian Jean. Awesome. That they have a an account together, a wedding business together called Twig and Leaf. Yes. Photography. Um, but this was way before then. Um, they started working. This I think this was way before Lillian started doing photography. But anyways, um, so she basically her and a few other people um, that I was really close with um, really taught me the ways of styling photos and editing photos and shooting and lighting and all of that. And so it just kind of evolved, but for some reason I'm so, I don't know. I couldn't really get into digital. Mm -hmm. I'm very much like an iPhone Mm -hmm. and film. It's like very two, it's like two different spectrums, but digital, I just never really could get into. I think it's just because of all of the mechanics and I don't know I, I, feel-, I feel you for sure <laughs> definitely yeah and so film I feel like you just like stick your film in there you kind of do some settings and but the film is really where where the magic is you know like because they are filters you know there's different films have different coloring and all of that and so that's when I really like through that process, I really fell in love with film photography. I got my first film camera at the antique shop. Um, Is it? A, it's a Canon. It's a Canonette. Yes. Um, it's a um, it's a rangefinder, which is very weird to have as your first camera, but I, I I loved it when I saw it, and I had to have it. So I, yeah, that was my my baby for a little bit, and then. Um, and then I like upgraded to a Canon AU1, which is a very popular camera that um, a lot of people usually would start off with. And it still shoots on film. Yes. Yes. Wow. Well, see, and I feel like that's how you know photography was intended. You know, I mean, of course, with technology, you know, we went to digital and all that, and that's amazing. Um, but I think it's really cool when people decide to stick with the medium as it was designed initially, you know, of course there's been some perks, but for the most part, you're staying true to the idea. Um, that is very cool. And, uh, you can tell that you love it, you know, based on the quality of the pictures. And so I'm certain that you incorporated that into the pictures that you take for your business. Cause are you the one taking those even when you're modeling or do you have someone help? No, that's all me. <laughs> that's wow. Um, I I use like this ring light, but it's not. I don't even use the ring light part of it. I just use the tripod part of the ring light contraption, whatever you call it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I do self timer photos, and end up with like two hundred photos for like two different looks (laughs) (laughs) but still I'm like I mean they're so good and I wonder that too I'm like who is taking these pictures like do they have you know a a really good friend like taking them you know because whoever it is they're they're doing an amazing job but no you are literally a one-woman show thank you (laughs) thank you I feel like this shop really showcases and allows me to play around with a lot of my different loves like my different creative outlets and styling photos and taking photos and editing photos is one of those few things that I get to showcase with this business which I'm I'm very grateful for it's it's a little bit of everything and all in one that makes me so happy because I think that's what we all strive for and what we're doing every day right like we want to be able to have perfect self-expression in what we do and um, it sounds to me like you hit it. Like you are, I'm so, so proud of you. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's incredible. And so speaking of cameras, you, Oak and Vintage did a giveaway with like an intro camera kit yes. in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, which I thought was such a great way to give back. And so yeah. tell me more about the idea behind that. Um, so I, during that time, I really wanted to do something to just kind of amplify, 
um, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, so I, I was just kind of like, I think every, like there's different businesses doing different things, which was really, really amazing. Mm -hmm. And I really felt like I wanted to be a part of that as well, but also be encouraging with, with having others amplify their voices with me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I was just tinkering around and just trying to like figure out the best way to do that. And so what we did was, um, we had, well, I say we, me, <laughs> um, we, uh, I had asked everyone to make any kind of dollar amount donation to, um, a, a black organization of their choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was like the baseline, like that was like the one entry to get in. And then the additional entries was to sign a petition per entry. Mm-hmm. And going into this, I didn't realize like if anyone would do it or how many people would do it or how many petitions would be signed in general. Um, and I believe, I, I don't really remember the dollar amount, uh, total because I didn't ask people to share with me. I just asked them to screenshot, um, their receipt. Um, cause I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to give people their privacy of if they wanted or not. Um, some people did, but it was roughly about a hundred dollars or so. Wow. Um, give or take. Um, and then I believe there was about, I think like over 300 petitions signed. Um, and then I think there was about eight people total or so givers. I, I, my numbers may be wrong. I'm not too sure, but it was kind of around that bar- ballpark of how many people um, did the giveaway. So it was about eight people. And for me, I didn't realize it would teach me about how, like, you know, I was thinking, oh, what if 20 people or two people, but those eight people really showed me how much they made a difference or they were striving to make a difference by signing 300 petitions by donating X amount of dollars. And so that really kind of, you know, made me realize like our voices do matter. What the changes that we want to make do matter, even if it's just one person, um, that one person can really go miles with their words, their votes, their yes and all of that so (laughs) well what a way to use your platform such a brilliant way to use it thank you thank you I it was I I it's been something that I like giving back is just something that's always been on my heart is always on my heart I always want to you know use my business as a greater purpose because I feel like you know, business in general, there's some moments where I go into and I'm like, man, I don't want to promote consumerism. I don't want to promote of people course. just buying things. And so I very much, that was another thing that kind of held me back from wanting to brand was that I didn't want to be, you know, having people just buy things. And so I wanted my business to be more than that. And being able to be a part of that movement or even just continuing to be a part of the movement um, was like so nice to to showcase um, that Oaken Vintage is more than just a business. Absolutely. Like you very obviously care about your community and I feel like you took it a step further by encouraging people to care about being involved in their community. And I, I really want, oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. go, go, no, carry on. No, no. I, I, I really wanted people to, um, 
like feel that like excitement, you know, feel that excitement, like, oh, I did something, even if it was just a dollar, even if it's just one petition, even I wanted somebody who maybe have never done anything like that to kind of dip their toes into and see like how that feels instead of me collecting money and then donating it for them. Exactly. Exactly. It's like you're teaching a man to fish in your method. No, the way you run your business is so thoughtful. And I could tell that, of course, by the giveaway for the Black Lives Matter movement. But also, I guess when the coronavirus was really starting to hit Corpus or it was really starting to hit the the states and you put out an announcement essentially saying, you know, that you were going to do the the free local delivery. Um, You were going to encourage Instagram sales only. And then you were like, and for people, and you're like, I'm even grateful that people have income to utilize toward my business. But if you don't just like, just share, you know, whatever that you're supporting me. And I thought that was such an important message to share. And so what was the inspiration behind that post? Um, I, I knew everything that was going on really impacted people. And I, I really didn't want to encourage people to spend their money when they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. So there was a while where I was kind of radio silence. Like I didn't know what to do. Um, so I think I took like a week or two off um, from posting anything because I was like, I can't just act like business as usual and not address the situation at hand um, and where I stand in it. And so I, like, again, I was very much, like, just trying to, like, you know, come up with a plan. I don't know if this was my idea or if I grabbed it from somebody else locally or from people that I follow nationwide or whatever. Um, But I I was like, okay, so I'm going to promote doorstep delivery, uh, free local doorstep delivery, um, free shipping. I, I did that for a few months, free, um, out of town shipping, um, just to like relieve some costs mm-hmm. to people. Um, but even then, yeah, I was, I was very like, I, I didn't want, I wanted people to save their money or use it towards items that they really needed because everything was so scarce at the time. Oh and so gosh. I, <laughs> it kind of still is, but it, at that time we, we didn't really know what was, what, when we would get, you know, diapers or, you know, dog food or toilet paper, things like that. So I really wanted people, and a lot of people lost their jobs, including not, uh, or, um, or post their jobs were postponed until, you know, further notice, yes. which was my in my case, what happened to me. Um, so I, I really was just wanting to encourage that, like people just, you know, using their money wisely and not encourage temptation or anything like that. Yeah. And again, that, that just further goes to show how Oaken Vintage isn't just another business, but like you truly care about your followers and and those people who um, shop with you, like your clients. And another thing that you did that I thought was really smart is that whenever you had taken the break from posting, you actually did an IG story asking your followers, like, do you think, would you be okay with seeing me post or is that weird right now kind of thing? And you did a poll and it was unanimous. People were like, no, please, please keep posting (laughs) your your fines. Yes. Yes. Um, I, so like with any like situation like that, um, cause I'm a new, I, I, I've never ran a business before. Like this is my first year into running a business and I, I really want to be as thoughtful as possible with everyone. Um, so it was very important to me for, to ask, you know, the, uh, my audience, mm-hmm. my followers, um, like, because I want to be, um, what's the word? I'm not thoughtful, but I, I want to, you know, I want to show them that, like, I am thinking about you. Like, yes. I'm, this isn't just about me. This is about you all. Like, is, 
you know, is this important to you? Like, if, is me, you know, posting and selling clothes um, important to you all? Um, so I really wanted to get their feedback and kind of their permission to to do to continue um, with my business. So I absolutely understand that. Um, and and again, I feel like it was just such a smart move and and a wise one too. Um, and I feel like it, it just even further showed people who are keeping an eye on you, you know, that you value their opinion and their input. So well done. Thank you. Uh, yes. And so something else that you did during 2020 that I thought was really a very smart way to utilize your time, because we all had way more time on our hands than we thought yes. we would, is that you busted out a sewing machine that you had never used and made yourself and family members who were essential workers masks. I, I did. So I, yeah. So one of my, it's funny cause I kind of don't go into a year. Um, you know how people create new year's resolutions like January 1st. I kind of like feel it out. I feel the year out a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. so I think a few weeks, maybe like a month into before everything had happened, I was like, I think I want to pick up sewing. It's always been something that I had wanted to do. Um, I thought it would be beneficial for the business as well, because I always find really cool items and it's either it needs some repairs or uh, hemming or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I felt like it was also very beneficial um, in that way as well. And so I was just like, okay, so let's, let's make a mask. I have some fabric. I have old I made um, from a Halloween costume a few years ago because elastic was scarce as well. Really? Yeah. Well, during, during, COVID really it was, it was, yeah it was very scarce or it, it wasn't scarce it was just it was taking a long time I think it was scarce in the stores yeah. but then um there was a while where it took like a few weeks like if you ordered online it took like a few weeks a month or so or more for it to come in wow um, yeah so I I <laughs> yeah that that's what happened so I um my boyfriend actually took a sewing class at Singer's that's in the, the the shopping center where Sprouts is. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, what is that shopping center called? I used to know this. Oh, no. I, I can't even think of, like, what the name of it is. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Yeah. So um, he Golfway. took a sewing Golfway class. shopping center. <laughs> Golfway. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he took a class. Um last year in 2019 um because he was like really into like clothes and he wanted to make his own clothes and all that so he um he actually doesn't live in corpus he lives out of town so he facetimed me and kind of showed me like how to like get it going but wow. i i also like got Skillshare. So I was like watching Skillshare and YouTube videos before that. So I kind of knew, but he just kind of was like there with me, like step by step to like, I you love know, that. <laughs> um, I still can't sew in a straight line to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> like it'll, it'll, it's, it's straight, but then at the end it curves and it's just, <laughs> it's, Hey, it's, it's not that, I mean, it take, you know, it's not like something that's a super easy skill to learn. So the fact that you've yeah. put together anything deserves applause. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, e it's actually easier to get started. I think that was like the most intimidating thing. I didn't think like sewing in a straight line would be that hard, but that's actually getting started was easier and sewing anything straight is <laughs> the more difficult <laughs> Hey, it's going to come to you. So, yeah. okay. So you have done things. I mean, you've, you've gone for it, even being uncertain or not necessarily knowing a hundred percent how to do it, whether it's starting a business or sewing, you've gone yeah. for it. And so what advice would you give to people who are wanting to start a business and, um, are just, they don't have the confidence currently to do it. 
honestly, I I feel like a lot of my fears came from being ill qualified. Um, um, also derived from not feeling like I deserve to be in this like you know this vintage world or whatever world you think um, you're wanting to be a part of or I'm or also people saying like you know negativity like what is she doing like Mm -hmm. who does she think she is like modeling or whatever or anything like that Um, I feel like we are thinking more about ourselves than other people are actually thinking because all I've heard from anyone is like so much praise and so much like excitement. Um, when I meet people, they're like, Oh my gosh, I love this and that and your photos and blah, blah, blah. And and that is just like, so satisfying. So I feel like, I think for other people, I feel like you should just do it. Even though that just sounds like, like, easier said than done but I think like just not letting like the fears and the doubts and the insecurities because those are all just lies in the end um they're not not anything that anyone is really thinking about you or saying about you but if they are like that just kind of shows like it's more on them than it is on you so I would say from someone who's very timid and wants to know what the next step is and wants to see the whole picture. Um, I, I'm very like, uh, I don't know about this. I need to know, you know, ever, the whole picture. Um, I, I should be, you know, a good example as to somebody who, who just, you just got to jump. You just got to, jump in and not think twice about it. So, um, that's what I would say. (laughs) No, and that's perfect. And people need to hear that because I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it. You get very caught up in the hypothetical opinions of others. You don't even know their opinion, but you formulate the worst case scenario of what their opinion could be. And like you said, and I think it bears repeating people aren't thinking about you that much. Like I'm not trying to be a jerk, but people are not thinking about anyone else other than themselves and like immediate family, probably Mm -hmm. as much as you think they're thinking about you. Yeah. Um, And I think there's a lot of freedom in that when you realize everybody's so caught up in their own business. So you be caught up in your own business and go do your thing Uh, like you did. And I mean, it's just so incredible, you know, how it all came to be. You wanted it to happen. You made it happen and it did. And now, and now you're doing it. And so people can come see you in person, right? At Renaissance Antiques. They can. Okay. Yeah. So we can um, definitely find Oak and Vintage there. And yes. what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say I was up. I'm upstairs. My, where, where my space is, is upstairs inside of renaissance antiques perfect and then people can also find you on instagram at oak and vintage yes and you encourage instagram sales right i still do i leave um a like a day or two window of you know local doorstep deliveries and shipping before i actually put it into the shop um i can still do those things but if you want it before it goes into the shop um, that's probably the best time to do is like right when I post or, mm-hmm. you know, um, so yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well that is telling everybody that her stuff goes quick. So you need to put on post alerts for Oak and Vintage on Instagram because some of those pieces are just, wow. Like I, I'm like, I'm so mad at myself cause I slept on some of them and okay. I'm just like, yeah, I can't wait to see the the next things that you post. And Amanda, I want to thank you so much for spending your Tuesday night with me telling me about Oak and Vintage. And I just appreciate you so much. I'm Corpus is so lucky to have you. And I just can't wait to see what pieces you find next. Thank you. I'm so honored and excited to be on this podcast. Like you have no idea. I was telling you earlier, this is like a dream come true. I see all of your posts of you um, interviewing 
other leading ladies of Corpus. And I'm just like, man, I want to be that one day. You are. I mean, okay. come on. I'm like, if, if I'm following you, you're on my, I'm going to talk to you that's, eventually. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because to me, people need to hear women like you talk about how they started because there's so many people on the fence about it. I mean, especially now, right? When things are so uncertain, um, it's easy to get discouraged. So to hear someone like you, like you said, you were timid, you were unsure, and yet you still went for it. And now the rest is history. I mean, that, that is like a beacon, right? It's like, okay, she did it and, and, um, she's doing it and like, I can do it. And so your story is just so incredible and I really appreciate your sharing it with me so I can share it with other people because yeah. we they need to hear it. Thank you. Thank you for amplifying women's voices and just women doing amazing things that we otherwise wouldn't really know about if it wasn't for you, you know, and what what cool things are happening in this city. So I'm I'm very grateful that you have this podcast and that I'm even a part of this and just being here with along with other amazing women. Thank you so much, Amanda. I really appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you.